Hello, I'm Will, and this is my wife, Dallas. Hi. And this is Not the Beginning, a podcast where a longtime Wheel of Time fan and a Wheel of Time newbie watch and discuss Amazon's The Wheel of Time. In this special season of Not the Beginning, we'll be discussing season one of the Amazon Prime series, The Wheel of Time. Note, at the time of recording, I have finished reading through The Great Hunt, but have not read further. If you have not read Robert Jordan's The Eye of the World and The Great Hunt, please proceed with caution. Warning, this podcast probably won't be suitable for younger audiences and will definitely contain spoilers. On this episode of Not the Beginning, we will be diving in and discussing episode 7 of the first season of The Wheel of Time, The Dark Along the Ways. If you have not seen through that Wheel of Time episode 7, please proceed with caution. All right, this episode gave us the blood snow. It did. We do not see the blood snow at all in the books. You are a happy camper because I'm of that. Very happy. Although I do have to say, this episode was sort of like the inverse of episode six, where I think there were some very strong bits about episode six that held it up. There were some, instead, there were some weak bits about this episode that dragged it down. And on a yeah. re, on a rewatch, when when I'm not like fucking hyped about the blood snow, I have to take it down a notch or two. Same, except not the blood snow. Lan Eve. I mean, is that really a surprise to anyone? Yeah. <laughs> and part of, I think part of what made it a little awkward is that there was the recap and then there was the cold open. And like the recap didn't feel separate enough from the cold open. So it's like, it felt like, okay, we're in the wheel of time, blood snow. And then the blood snow happened and I lost my fucking mind because it's the goddamn blood snow and Shile can just kill me. She's She, she can kill me. That's fine. I love her. Oh I, I love God. her. It's so good. I There's, I could watch an entire show of her just being her. There's there's like a little bit of one or two kind of sort of fiddly bits of like CGI or wire work that seem a little weird there. When she like slides forward and like with the stab thing where she trips two of them, but then she like goes slides backwards. Yeah. I, I think the second time I saw her moving her legs, so it seemed like she was like walking backwards. Mm-hmm. But like it just moonwalk. looked, yeah, it just looked a little weird. Doesn't matter. Still fucking awesome. She dispatches like five guys, and the only reason she gets hurt at all is because she's in active labor. Yeah, and like, and because that was a particularly bad contraction because she had right. used all of the other contractions and like gotten through them or used them to her advantage like cuz she would collapse to the ground as yeah. but they that would work in her favor like no she's she's a badass and she deserves to be queen um and she gave birth to Rand which we we get the identity of the dragon reborn Revealed in this episode, and it is my dearest hope for this show and its success that now that we know Rand is the dragon, we can start to actually fucking develop Randall Thor as a character. That's fair. Because him being revealed as the dragon fell flat. The blood snow was amazing. I liked the, like, focused effort we got from the actor at the end when he's coming to the realization or when he's, like, accepting the realization that it's him. Yeah. I loved that. And I think that the actor's performance is really strong. And when we were watching it the second time just now, I made a comment that I think if there wasn't an actor, if they didn't have an actor who had read the books, he's not all the way through, but he had, he's read far enough. He might be now. As... No, he, uh, in a recent interview, he said he had just either finished or started book 12. Okay. If we hadn't, if, if we weren't blessed with an actor who decided to learn about Rand, it would have been really bad. It would have been, I think, irredeemably bad. But instead, we have an actor who knows where Rand is going to go. And he's acting that way. And it's it's good. The The performance he's giving is good. The performance we're getting from all of them is good. Yeah. But no, especially, I, I think he especially stands out as well. Because he's coming from... He, he's like doing full-on Rand. He's not Because doing, he knows where the character's going. Right. He knows what the arc is. He knows the backstory. He knows everything that there is to know about this character. And, I mean, I think a lot of the actors in this show know a lot about their characters, but he is the farthest along. Yeah. He's in that interview that we saw for the New York Comic-Con panel. They were all at least through book six, right. I think. I think the, like, the slowest per- slowest reader was still on book six. Right. So, like, they all know a lot about their characters. Right. But he knows the most, and I think that it's really helping sell his character development. 
especially because there basically isn't any in the first season so far. We we're, we've given him we're given a flashback of him with Tam in the woods after the attack in the two rivers, but that's a flashback, and we get it now. You know what I would have liked. I would have liked to have seen at least even just a glimpse of him carrying through him through the woods. Yeah. And then cut before Tam has his weird fever dream. Yeah. Because then when we flashed back, it would have been like, oh, yes, we finally get the rest or of that scene. actually what I think would be better, and I, I was talking about this a little while ago, too, where I think it would have been better for him to have had an arc of confusion about his dad because of the sword. That, too. Because in the books, the sword is kind of a... The sword is his way of identifying with his father. He spends a lot of the first book conflicted, and he spends a lot of the second book conflicted. He spends a lot of time conflicted about his father. And it's centered on this sword, because the sword represents a a strange and mysterious past for his father that he needs to go back and revisit. But it also represents Tam Althor, Barber from the Two Rivers. And at the end of book two, which is Rand coming to terms with being the dragon, and he comes out of it and he's like, I'm the dragon. Mm-hmm. The sword is melted and gone, and so is his past. Yeah. I think and there's, what, none, there's none of that in this there book is at that, all. But I think my point uh, is more of like a conversion from book to screen complaint of, I would have liked to have just even seen him with Tam on his shoulders saying, we're going to get you to 98. Yeah. Cut the scene. Yeah. That way, when we get this flashback and we actually see Tam telling the story or having his fever dream, we were oh, like, that's when. we're like, oh, that's the rest of that scene. We're finally going to see the rest of that scene. Same with him. I really liked the scene with him and the arrows and going back and him realizing every time that, like, yes, I really am the dragon. And we right. hear what he actually heard inside the wind, which we'll yeah. talk about in general. But... If we had just not heard the first time in the wind from him, if we had maybe gotten Loyal instead, because Loyal is the only one we don't hear have not visions, but voices in his head for the winds. That would have been one, a nice moment to introduce the fact that Loyal ran away from his family because we, we, by that point in the book, we know that. And we don't know that in the show. We don't. So if we had gotten the Loyal internal wind voices there instead of Rand's, we would have been like, huh, I wonder why we didn't hear from Rand. And we wouldn't have another piece of character development for Rand that was entirely based on another character. And then it, like, you know, we would have seen Rand upset after yeah, the wind. Yeah, and it also, because it, it raises questions of, like, how long were they in the wind for? Because we saw what Rand sees, and then we see the same scene again, and he's hearing something different. So why is the show literally showing us two different things and not making it clear that it's from a specific perspective. That's And that's why I'm saying like I would have rather not heard anything from Rand the first time and yeah. heard something from Loyal, gotten some Loyal development. And then when we went, when he was having that moment, we we're like, oh yes, now we finally get to hear what Rand heard. It would have been like a, you, it, at the time, you wouldn't have realized that you wanted more from that scene. Yeah. But then when you're seeing it, you're like, Oh, that's what the rest of that means. Yeah. Got it. It's more of a hint at these pieces that have been put together. And I think that's my big complaint with this episode is that some of the things come out of nowhere. Rand comes out of nowhere. He does. And so does Perrin and Egwene. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Okay, well, it doesn't fully come... What it feels like is it didn't come out of nowhere. It came out of, like, 30 minutes of cut content. Because, like, every... Even in inside that episode... Now watching it again, now that I know that that's where that storyline is going, when Perrin watches Rand and Egwene cuddling inside the ways, the first time I watched it, I'm just like, oh, poor baby Perrin misses his wife. Like, all of his looking at Egwene having fun with a boy reads very much, I really miss my wife, and I wish that was me. I wish, I wish, not, I wish I was the man Egwene was flirting with, it's, I wish that my wife were here flirting with me. Right. That's what it read as. And in the in the books, it felt more like he wanted something from wanted something romantic from Egwene. Yes. Well, like we you picked up on it when you read it. Yeah. And it just like it felt like they were going to do that, and then they made an active choice to not do it, and then now they're back to wanting to do it. And it's that's 
that's my complaint about it. Because my complaint in the book was that it was just in limbo. And I'm like, all right, Robert Jordan, make a choice. Are you writing this as shippy or are you not writing this as shippy? Right. And then book two comes around and it's just gone. No, it's just gone. That's fine. You can be in limbo for a book. And what it can't be is it can't go back and forth. Well, and I think my complaint with book one as well is... Am I just reading too far into this that it reads shippy? Yeah. Or am I just looking for one? Or is it actually there? And I mean, you yeah. saw it too, but... Yeah, I, I think that was something that he started to develop, and then he realized that, like, nah, it doesn't make as much sense. Which is fine. It's fine and to so drop it. He did, he did the right thing it. and dropped it. I just didn't like the wishy-washiness. So when we got to the show, I was like, something I wanted out of the show with that is I wanted them to pick a direction. Yeah. And... At the beginning, it seemed like they had picked a direction, and the direction was, this is purely platonic. Right. But now, all of a sudden, it's, it's like, and they like, decided, it's... they they're, they were going straight, they're like, alright, we're, we've, we're, we've, their exit is on the left, so I'm gonna get all the way into the left lane, and then all of a sudden, no, wait, I actually want to take the right exit, I'm gonna cut across four lanes of I'm traffic. A, I'm a tweak that a little bit because it's it's like oh no you need to take the right right exit but it's like your gps told you at the last minute you need to take the right exit because it's not shown at all it's literally just told by Nynaeve inserting herself into the conversation that also felt out of place like why right yeah i think it's just that that whole scene where they're arguing after uh moraine tells them the the three non-dragons are gonna die felt forced it did. And I think it felt, I don't know if it felt forced because storyline-wise it felt forced or if it felt forced because we're missing some content. I, I think it's a little bit of both because what I actually think should have happened is I think that conversation should have happened in the ways. It would not have felt nearly as forced in the ways where they're in danger, but it's this moment of rest. It's like a, a fraught moment of rest. And they're in a place corrupted by something, so that right. could be feeding into it. Right. Like, it wouldn't have felt nearly as forced in the ways where they're forced to be together. Yeah. It just was interesting. Yeah. I, and I just, like... This is definitely the point in the series where I'm I'm getting... I, I've liked each episode, aside from maybe the pilot. I wasn't a huge fan of the pilot, but I've liked each episode individually, but I'm starting to get a little bit worried at the sort of like the cracks in the foundation where yeah. it feels like they, they know how heavy the rest of the Wheel of Time is and it feels like they're doing things to make the first season different from what it needs to be to carry the weight. Mm-hmm. And another thing we were talking about before is they, they went with this whole who's the dragon mystery, which is fine. And on paper, I was fine with it. There's a little bit that, of it in the books. That, no, well, that is the mystery of the first book. Yeah, but we know it's Rand. <laughs> I mean, we only know it's Rand because we get more, like, I didn't know who it was until Matt got the dagger. Okay. Like, and then Perrin really got confirmed with the wolf thing, which happened like 60% of the way through. That's true. And that's when you get that, like, that and 60%. That's when you get the lightning, too. And that 60% mark is where you get that bre- that last piece of information yeah. in order to solve the mystery. That's where it that just, happens in a hero's arc. It just feels like here they haven't given us any bits of the information. They were like, oh, it's a mystery. We're going to solve it for you. We're not going to let you piece it together at all. Yeah. Because like, the like, only hint at Rand, there, there were two hints at Rand being the dragon. And it was the Ironwood him breaking through the ironwood, which was confirmed he channeled to get through it, and him looking like an Aiel. And the blood snow confirms that. But, like, the rest, like, it, it didn't feel like even the rest of them, aside from Nynaeve, had, like, good reasons to be the dragon, even. Like, Egwene is pretty clearly established to be weaker than Nynaeve. Nynaeve is too old, but is crazy powerful. Perrin has wolf thing, and Matt has the dagger. But I think that, like, in the show... The fact that Perrin, the Perrin wolf thing isn't said out loud. No. Which it's is... not, because like in the books, we have Elias go, you can talk to wolves. The phrase, True. you can talk to wolves is actually said out loud in yeah. the books that has not been said in the show. Yeah. I think it's, they're, they're relying on the audience picking up on, oh, there are wolves yeah. here and he's got eyes. And I think that like, it could it, have been a little bit more explicit. It feels like they're being 
way too, I think I said this last episode, it feels like they're being way too reluctant to explain Wheel of Time things and over-eager to explain the things that they're introducing. Which I understand if they only think that people who have read all 14 books are watching this show, but they're not. And right. so, and in the conversations that like we've heard of our friends who are not, who have not read the books, they're being misled in a way that's right. not the way you were misled while reading the book. Right. Because, like, I was misled. If, if we can go back and see what my thoughts are a- after every 10% of the book. And there were bits of my logic that were flawed because I was being misled. But I was being misled by Robert Jordan. And this is a mislead that is not the same mislead of plot that Robert Jordan it's not, wrote. it's not done as well. Robert Jordan's much better at it. Yeah. I, it has the advantage of being a book and it's a show. And I, I want to reiterate, I think they're doing a fine job. I think I don't that... think they're doing a bad job. No, I I'm think, enjoying it. I think that they are introducing difficult... I think they are committing unforced errors. They are committing mistakes to their code base that they are going to have to correct later. Yeah, because there's just... There's and some things that they've introduced... I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it here. If they don't mention the split in the source in the next episode, that's going to be an unforced error that they're going to have to clean up. Yeah, they have to mention it because... They haven't mentioned it up until now, and up until now, that makes sense. Right. Because it was something that confused the hell out of me at the beginning. Right. And I only am, like, halfway through book two is when I finally started to go, okay, I'm getting it. Like, it's not a weird thing. I'm not confused by this anymore. But even still, book two books in, I can't remember which one side in and which one side are on, at any given moment. Is right. that just my dyslexia? <laughs> sometimes don't actually have dyslexia, but like my ADD brain reads things too fast and R's and N's look similar. So like, yeah, no, I, I, is it just that? Or is yeah. it just that I really can't, it's that confusing. Up until now, I think you are absolutely correct. But when you get to the eye and if they haven't changed the eye too drastically, which they maybe have, but if the eye is anywhere near what it was in the books where it's a pool of pure untainted cytine, you can't just call that the one power, because then the question is, well, why doesn't Moraine use it? Yeah. <laughs> like. Although, the problem is, is if it is, the, the fact that they've opened it up to women being able to be the dragon, how on earth is a woman dragon supposed to be able to use the eye to, in they order to can, feed someone? They can cover that up with, I mean, that, that's easier to cover than it being untainted Sidene that they just call the one power because they've addressed the fact that 3,000 year old prophecies could be wrong that um so it's like oh maybe it couldn't have been a woman but the yeah maybe maybe it was never going to be a woman maybe uh, or maybe it's something about how the dark one was sealed that caused this to be pure Sidene like there's other ways to get to that that in there's no other way to get to hey this is a pool of I mean I guess they could just be like oh only the dragon is powerful enough to use it but it's like that just feels cheap I I think if with the way they've opened it up to possibly being a woman, that's if it is just Sidene, I think I would be like, well, why? How is how would a woman dragon yeah. be able to do this? I would also be totally fine if they just changed the eye. Which I think they're with how much they've changed, they might be just changing the eye, which is fine. Yeah, the eye's weird because it's the first thing in a book, or it's the first book in a fourteen book series. So like, it's it's a little weird. I want to I want a nod to the Green Man. I don't feel like they're gonna do the Green Man. No, they're not gonna do the Green Man, and I would. Be. Flower crowns are not this show's aesthetic. <laughs> no, which is sad. It, well, because it was a nice moment of levity. That's, and I think that's what I'm missing. And why I, and that is another big reason why I didn't like that fight scene between the four two, ri- yeah. two rivers folk. Because when they get reunited in the books, they're just so happy to see each other. And that's the only thing that they focus on. Yeah. Is like... Even you know, into the ways. Even in the ways, they're joking, having a good time, making fun of each other, talking about boys, talking about girls. Yeah. Like, riffing off of each other. And then they're like, oh, we might die. Eh, well, we're all together, at least. Right. They've got, like, this bond. Yeah. That doesn't feel like it exists in the show so much. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, because you said, well, Matt's not there when we were talking about this earlier. <laughs> is it's like, Matt the glue? Is Matt the glue? I think Matt's the glue a little bit. 
he is the one who introduces levity because he does in and that he, in he, that singing scene. He also and he is the reason that they that the fight begins at least. True, and he also serves an important role for them. That is a really shitty role to be in. I've been in this role, and he is the group punching bag. Mm-hmm. He can take the hits, but he's he's where people go to shit talk, and he's not there to like take it. So it. Has to go somewhere. Has to go else. somewhere else, and it just goes everywhere. Yeah. So Nynaeve doesn't really give it out, but no. she also just she is not. She's their mom. Yeah. She's not one of them. She's just in the same circumstance. <sighs> this. Uh, I'm. I'm still very, very excited for episode eight, but I, I. I. I'm gonna need to start seeing some of these foundational things be addressed. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'm wondering how they're gonna like what. Is going to happen now that they've split apart again because that's new. Yeah, I actually like that. I like Moraine and Rand going into the Blight by themselves. I don't like that she left Lan. Justice for Lan. I mean, is this Tomas? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what kind of Tomas shit is this? Suddenly, Moraine's going to morph into a uh, plump older woman. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but I actually, I mean, especially with the story that they've given so far, I like Rand going in alone. And I liked Rand's kind of, like, revelation to himself that he's the dragon. It wasn't, I really liked that bit. It's just the stuff, I wish there had been more to hint at. Right. What the scenes we got. Right. Because out of his three flashbacks that he has, because he has the flashback to Tam's fever dream. Yeah. He has a flashback to him breaking down the door, which you see the weaves as he does it, which was really cool. And then he has a flashback to the voice in Machin Shin. Shin. And the only time we've seen a hint at either of those three, any of those three things being him being the dragon was the door. door. And And we were outright told that the Machin Shin thing was something completely different. Right. So, I like, that's why I had said, like, I think it, if we just hadn't heard yeah. Rand's voice at all... That would have been better. That, that would have been built, That would have built the mystery. Of, like, it would have introduced at least the mystery at the beginning of the episode. Right. Yeah. I also... I will say... want to know what Loyal heard in the Same. Wind because he looked really sad. Because Majin Shin in the show is Depression Wind, and... Which is interesting. Like, it doesn't I consume must, you. I must know. I think it just hadn't, like, fully gotten them. Because they could hear voice, they hear voices in the book. They do. It just was way more close to them. Yeah. In the show. It did. It looked like a bunch of bats, which I thought was it interesting. Did. Yeah, I, I always pictured it in the books. Well, I didn't picture it as anything, but I always imagined it as like a black smoke. That's what I imagined it. Well, more like a black ooze, kind of like it's a wind, but like thicker, not like wispy. No, not wispy. Like kind of like if you broke apart charcoal in water. And you swirled it around. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, I, I just imagined it being, like, very thick. Yeah. Oozy, oozy mist. It was fine. Another question here. Uh, uh, actually, one, one thing before I go to more questions that I need answered. I'm really hoping that now that Rand has been revealed as the dragon, some of those foundational things can start to be resolved. Now that we no longer have to hide who the dragon is, who the who the main character is, yeah. we can develop the main character. I also, I am, I like that he's already accepted it and he's like, I am the dragon and he told Moraine that because then we're not going to get any of this annoying great hunt shit where he's just like, it's like, dude, you're the dragon. Yeah, it like, does you make know, me you wonder. Fought him, you fought him a week ago. Why are you still... Yeah. Being like this, if we can just cut that, if we get, if this is the shortcut to get rid of all of his book two yeah. thing, I am for it because it, that was annoying. It does make me wonder what they're going to do with the stuff from the Great Hunt, but I think they, I think there's ways to uh, cover the same ground. And I think, I think part of, I actually think that part of it's going to be the idea because, like, right now, Rand, Rand is the dragon, and he thinks he's going to go to the Eye, and it's going to be over, and that's not going to be the case. I don't. I don't have a question of what they're going to do with the Great Hunt because it's literally, if if you take away Rand not acknowledging that he's the dragon in Great Hunt, the plot doesn't change. That's I'm true. just not annoyed. That's true. I just wonder what they're going to do with it character-wise. Like, I, I think they're going to have to borrow a whole bunch from other books in weird ways that don't super make sense. Well, if they just cut stuff earlier, 
I'm also wondering, like, since he's acknowledged that he's the dragon, are we going to get more of an epic fight between, like, are they going to have the epic fight from Great Hunt be now? I don't think so, because there's no way to get the Sean Shaver of a horn into it. But, I mean, we can still have, like, a fight in the sky where the sword melts. That's true. Like, we can have the big fight between... Have, have the big fight between... the. But then you have a whole season where the season-ending event is has nothing to do with the main bad guy. You could push if that... I don't know. Like I don't know great, what they're going to do. Great I'm hunt, interested to find out. Great Hunt doesn't have to happen linearly. I haven't. I haven't read Dragon Reborn yet, but there is nothing... I mean... And I say this having Great Hunt be my favorite book out of the two. So it's not like I'm hating on a Great Hunt. <laughs> but, like, you can have the elements of Great Hunt overlap other stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, you could have them. I don't know what happens in The Dragon Reborn because I haven't read it yet. But you could probably have the Hunt for the Horn overlap with the plot of book three and it would be fine. Like, or... A lot of it, yes. A lot of it, no. It's probably some probably some shifting amount between depending on which bits you pick it can be up to 60% of the plot of the dragon reborn can no up to up to 40% of the plot of the dragon reborn can overlap with the great hunt but it, that depends on which parts you pick because there are parts that will lower and increase that number cuz like which is so if there's none not of, a season... None of the Rand stuff can happen until after the Great Hunt. Mm. None of the Matt stuff can happen after the Great Hunt. Because he does blow the horn. All of the Perrin, Nynaeve, Egwene, and Elaine and Min. Actually, none of the Min stuff can happen either. None of, well, okay, the Min stuff could happen after. If we move the balls out of the sky to... Now. Now. Because Min's Min there. there. But the Egwene, Nynaeve, Matt, Rand... Elaine stuff all can't happen until after the stuff in the Great Hunt. Yeah, I'm wondering what's going to happen with that. I don't quite know. And like some of some of the stuff from Matt in book three can happen in season two, but he has to blow the horn before a lot of other stuff can happen. Well, especially since he's caught up with book two based on his arc right now. He's caught up with book three based on his arc right now, aside from blowing the horn. Well, that's, I haven't read book three, but the only thing he hasn't done out of books one and two is blow the horn. Yeah. And, like, because he's already, and well, he's already gotten healed, so that would be catching up through book three because yeah. I haven't read book three, but I absolutely know that he gets healed because if he doesn't, I am going to go back in time <laughs> and strangle Robert Jordan to be yeah. like, why did you take this? Why did you make this why take three books? Why did you make this take three books? More than three books, Jesus. <laughs> like, come on. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's, Yeah. So before I went on that rather extended tangent, the other thing, Patton Fane is in the ways. Sartrox. How do they get there? <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's there's like a, a still on the extras of him, of him holding one of the leaves that's supposed to open the, the door to the ways. And why the fuck did they not show that to us? Why is it purely channeling? It shouldn't have been purely channeling. Big mistake. Foundational mistake. I did like you could actually see him in the ways, which I didn't catch the first time. I actually did. I thought you did, which is why I didn't comment on it. No, I didn't catch it. I was too focused on like the black I, wind. On the black wind and like worrying that Lan is gonna try to fight the black wind. Oh yeah, because he has a sword out, but that's yeah. they're trollics. Yeah, I was like, is Lan gonna be okay? Like, what's happening? Is everyone gonna be okay? Is loyal moving fast enough? I know. Like, what's <laughs> There is a nice loyal line where he asks for patience and then like very hard to hear, but subtitles picked it up. Rand going, if he's asking for patience, we're all going to die. <laughs> you're going to die here. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I loved it. I loved Although, it. Although, like, it didn't feel like a Rand line. It felt like a Matt line. Right. Why have they conflated Matt and Rand so much? I... And like, it's early Matt and Matt has a lot of changing to do in the books still. But why are they conflating them so much? I don't yeah. get it. Because in the books, Rand would be the one to stay behind. You know he would. He didn't want to go to the eye. Right. He only went because everybody else was going. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I really Peer don't. Peer pressure works. <laughs> I really don't like that Matt stayed behind. And I really don't like that Egwene was the only one to go, Matt left us behind. Yeah. Are we, are we really not going to acknowledge the fact that he watched that door close? Well, I think I think what's happening, the only two other characters who would have said that would have been Nynaeve or Perrin. Because Rand was in the like nascent stage of understanding that he's the dragon. And so he's like, good, Matt's not going to get caught up in this. But he's just like... <laughs> 
like he just gets mad at Egwene for being like Matt left us and she's clearly upset about it because she her voice breaks and she's I, like yeah. she's holding a sob back because her friend left them she feels abandoned I he's like do you really think that he left us it's like do you think that the door like it's not like he was running towards the door and it closed on his hand right he like, stayed he, behind he stood there and watched and waited for it to close yeah I didn't mind the fight about Matt especially given the reveal later because they're both coming at it from different perspectives where Egwene is like yes Matt left, left us but Rand is like yeah he fucking left us good no he's saying that he didn't leave them though right but that's that Ma- but that's because he can't say it's a good thing because he knows he's the dragon I just it, the way it seemed is that like he's like Moraine made him stay and it's not like it, if I, I would understand his logic his spoken logic mm-hmm. of he didn't leave us if they had literally left him in Tarvalin. Right. If he just hadn't even gone to the gate. Okay. He he, he didn't leave them at that point. He just yeah. didn't go with them. There is a difference between leaving and not going with them. This, he actually left them because That's he was true. planning on going and then turned back. You are... Correct. He went to the gate and decided not to go through it, and that's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that he left. I don't like that he left either. I think that was a, the actor left. Do you think he, I thought he left after the season wrapped. It was revealed that he left after the season wrapped, but this felt like a, he left before. And so they have, it. Which would also explain some of the, like, clunky, because like that, the the scene where they're having the the fight in the, like, common room at Faldara, or sitting room, in the, like, Faldara Fortress felt weird. It did, because the just the verbal sparring just felt... It's not, it's like, not anything we've seen from them before, really. Yeah, it felt clunky, especially since, like, we've seen Rand and Egwene fight together, fight before, and Perrin didn't step up and be like, you should apologize to Egwene then. Right, and they both... Because this isn't the first time that Rand's like, well, you'd know what leaving looks like, wouldn't you? And they both did, they both, like, took the knives out and sharpen them much faster. And in the first time that that happened, when they had just left, Rand apologized, and Egwene kind of knew that she that he, she was pushing him. Well, and like I just to do, especially with like the Matt and Perrin stuff, like Perrin was like, "Well, you'd know what leaving would look like." This isn't the first time he said that. He said it like in episode three, and Perrin said nothing about like you're being a jerk and right. you shouldn't be mean to the girl I love. If he had done it, if he had Well, said, that could have been shock over killing his wife, like, the day before. That's true. But, like, Matt stepped in and soothed the, the situation really yeah. easily. And if he had been there, maybe that's what, have ha- what would have happened well, this time. Well, the argument wouldn't have happened at all because he would, he would have been there. Yeah. It just, it didn't feel, it, it didn't did, feel good. and It, it did feel, like, spontaneously written. It and it felt, didn't feel like the Wheel of Time. It, like, yeah. Like, the things that the characters were arguing about could have existed in the Wheel of Time, but the way that they were doing it didn't. It was just like the sudden and very direct way. I do like your theory that maybe the actor had left and or was planning on leaving. Yeah, and then I think they adjusted the later two. And they episodes. had to uh, quickly adjust and be like, all right, well, we'll yeah. just to not have you in the ways. That's fine. Right. And because it did feel not forced, but like rushed. That he stayed behind. Yeah, and just everything that happened after. Yeah. Like, you could feel a void that Matt was supposed to be there. Right. And, like, so I don't don't fully blame them on that. I I blame whoever made them edit it down. Because, again, more length would have been good here. Because it would have given it time to breathe and sit and do its job. Instead of having the argument and then switching to Nynaeve stalking Lan. Which is a good bit of this episode. I think they took. I think they took the Lanny stuff a little too far. I am but... reserving judgment since I don't know the whole Lanny arc. Yeah, I, I well, think... I know a little bit, but the the reason I think that they took it a little bit too far is because it's going to feel really weird when they take the knife out and stab you in the heart because they've uh, slept together. Here's my thing: we don't know that they didn't. We don't know that they didn't. I just we I don't have, know that they did. I didn't. have a suspicion that they did. Did not. That they did cut it. That we are not going to get the line that made you almost cry the first time. <sighs> Landbender. Yeah. If he still calls her a lioness, that's good. Yeah. I need that. No, it's to not it's not too. the same thing. It's not that and it's not Mashiara. That also. Ugh. They have much, much more time. Like that that bit could still happen. That's fine. But I think the the like 
I'll I'll hate him because he's not me and bless him because he makes you No. Wrong. What what okay, you know it. <laughs> what is it? I will hate him because he's not me, but I will love him if he can make you smile. There you go. I like that that's gonna feel weirder than the Mashiara stuff now that they've slept together. Which I guess spoiler alert now that I've said it twice. They sleep together, but why are you listening to this podcast if you Oh yeah, the spoilers? whole thing we started with um, a spoiler. Yeah. Um but yeah, so she she follows him and it's cute and he's talking to some Malkieri people and it, it's cute and we get to see like like human man land, not the we get to see land the man, not land the warder. And that's yeah. that's why they sleep together, because she sees land the man and not the warder. Uh, he and Lan lets himself be the man, right? For and he's, a like bit. A, he's around a kid, and he's like, it's a Borderlander child, so he's talking very, very truthfully about Trollocs, but he's still being an adult to a child, and she gets to see this whole different side of him. That's really because he's great. like, yeah, he's telling this little kid like, oh, Trollocs are super scary, but he's doing it in like a cute way, right? Like in a, in a, he's doing it in a way that's like, you're five, and you're gonna have to deal with this later. But here's the fun story time version. Like, ooh, he's big and scary, like rar. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like to children now. Oh, you're gonna have to pay taxes. So when you do your your thing, put aside some of your fake money for the taxes. And then you get to be an adult, and it's like, oh, man, you have to pay 30% of your money in taxes. <laughs> but it's yeah, that, but Trollocs. <laughs> I feel like it, that's a weird comparison. I was going to go with, like, just, you know, general spooky stories you tell a kid. I went for the real shit. <laughs> anyway, he does, he does pull a nothing personnel on Nynaeve who's, like, looking at him through a window, and he notices, and then just, like, suddenly he's behind her. How fast can that man move? Can he channel? (laughs) (laughs) He does. She's, like, looking through the window, and And all of a sudden... she turns to the left, and he's he's like, And he's like, hi. And he's looking... She's looking at him in the window, and she turns to the left, and he's there. (laughs) I know that that's just editing, and they just edited it weird, and I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck happened? I loved it because she's just like, where did you come from? And he's just like, hey. And then, are you going to come in? Are you going to come in or are you just going to stand there and have after you stalk me? Yeah. And then can we just talk about, what is his, I can't remember his name, the the old man. Oh, I don't remember his name. Zyre or something? Something. There's a Z and a Y in there. Yeah. Just the look on his face when Lan's like, everybody, this is Nynaeve. Yeah. And he just gets this look of, like, he brought a girl home. I know. It's great. I really liked it. I am all here for this version of Lan. Yeah. I'm all here for it. It's one of the, it's, it's changed from the books. He is more in touch with his emotions. And I, I, I fucking love it. I and Daniel s- Henney is doing such an amazing uh, job with Lan. Like, I, one thing I absolutely cannot fault at all for this show is the goddamn actors because they're all nailing it. Yeah, they're all nailing it. It's, it, it even the, like, as much as I didn't like the fight scene, well done. Some of the blocking was weird. Perrin got right up in Rand's face and that yeah, felt a little weird. I think that's weird. just a little weird because the dude's massive. Yeah. Like, Rand's a tall guy. The actor who plays Rand is tall, and Marcus Rutherford, who plays Perrin, is big. Yeah. The big boy. That's, and that's, like, another line that I thought was weird. It's like, Min's, like, the big brooding one. She's like, they're both big and they both brood. It's like, but clearly one of them's bigger. If you're referring like, to you're... <laughs> one of the four of the people from the Evansfield as big and brooding there, it's Perrin. It's Perrin. Because he's the biggest and he's the broodiest. Yes, they both—they're both big and they both brood. You're not wrong, yeah. <laughs> Moraine, but like clearly we know who he's talking about. Yeah, or she's talking about. Yeah, the Lanyev stuff was great. I think that having them sleep together—it was just a step too far. I think they should have ended after they kissed and she left. They didn't kiss until she came back in. Yeah. They just had, like, a meaningful look, and then the Lane goes in. The tension. They should have stopped they... it there, because that would have been better. The, the slow burn, Dallas. You love a slow burn. I do love a slow burn. Can you imagine the payoff if they had stopped there and then let it let it take longer? It would have been good, too. But I am starved for Lane Eve, <laughs> and so I am not... Like, You're not picky. I'm not picky. That's very fair. I might be picky later. I might, I, I, in theory, I should agree with you. And I probably will later. But right now, I have it. 
and I'm taking it and I'm lashing on to it because I haven't seen it. I will be entirely okay with it as long as we get the stuff that we get in the ways from them. I just... None of the ways in the blight. I haven't seen anything in the books. They haven't even held hands in the books. Nope. Like, I need some sort of affection <laughs> to happen there. That's fair. So I'm for it. Very, very fair. We talked about uh, Perrin getting called big and broody. Let's talk about Min. She's, she exists. She's here. She's from Faldara. I like her. She is. I, I, it occurs to me that this is also why I think Moraine might have known. Because she... There, there's a potential for Moraine to have known because... Or known who Rand was because she talks to Min and Min had a vision of Tam holding... That was like her first vision is what she had said. Yeah. While she was in Tarvalin. Right. So there's that. But Min exists. She's not from Andor. She's from Faldara. I didn't think it was as if she was from Faldara, as that's where she ended up. Oh, maybe. She's in Faldara. She's not in Berylon, because they didn't go to Berylon. They didn't go to Camelot either. Yeah, true. I don't care about this change at all. No, as long as I, I just wanted to meet Min. Yeah, she just and, needs to exist. And we got Min for about as long as we got Min in the books, yeah. so I'm cool. I'm satisfied with the Min. I didn't care when it happened. I, I, actually, I liked the... We, got actually, we actually got more Min. We got a little bit more because we get very, very little Min and Rand solo. I guess we get about the same amount of Min and Rand solo. Yeah, but we didn't... But it's not in the same context. No. And I liked that conversation that they had. It showed, like, a, a good level of connection between the two of them where they're, it did. they're it... both so out of the normal. It got I got more connection from it this time than I did when I read it in the eye of the world. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because like I can kind of see where the Mind and Rand stuff is going already. I don't and it just really isn't super there in the eye of the world. Yeah, it just it was like, oh Min, okay, maybe yeah. we're never gonna see her again. We just have these creepy visions and we're never gonna see her. But in this we get a little bit more like back and forth between the two of them and you can see that she's like I, I like I have a thought about who you are as a person yeah. and that thought is you're pretty you're pretty cool I like you yeah. not like I think I like you cuz I'm cuddling you for warmth <laughs> like <laughs> yeah we get visions we do we can talk about some creepy uh, creepy aura visions creepy aura visions uh, we get so let's go with the things that are not changed yeah, two of so, them, three of them. So we get, when she's looking at the four of them, she sees a white flame and a ring of gold for the girls. We know who that's we know to. We know which one is which. Yeah. The white flame is Egwene, yep. and the ring of gold is Nynaeve. Yeah. Are we going to get Signet Ring soon? Maybe. Because we don't get we don't see the ring of gold until after he's given it to her. Are we going to? true. Is that going to happen soon? I don't think it's going to happen next episode. But I think it could happen season two. I mean, it does. It would happen in season two. But I'm two wondering if they they already brought it up. So like they did. But that's the kind everyone's of thing gonna can... everyone's gonna forget about the visions by next season. They can forget about that vision. That's a fine vision to forget about. It's important. Damn yeah. it. Do you have any idea? We still don't anyway, know with the books. Do you have any idea what the white flame is for Egwene? No, I don't. I haven't. I have no thoughts. Um. So yeah, we get the white flame and the ring of gold for the girls. We know which one is which because we got that. We've gotten that information in the books. The parent one is a little bit changed. Not really. But it's it conveys the same information. Yeah. We do get more visions in the books than we do here. A lot more. A lot more. Not so much for Nynaeve, because really we only get the one for Nynaeve and Egwene. Yeah. Like, we get, like, maybe two or three for Egwene. But we get, like, 18 for Rand. Right. We get, like, seven for Perrin. It's hinted at we get four for Rand. No, we yeah, get... we get four for Rand. We just don't see three of them. She says three of them. In, in the conversation that they're having in the bar when he realizes oh, the he's second, a dragon. Oh, the second. But I'm talking just the first one. Yeah, okay. The first one. We get Perrin. She's like, he has yellow eyes and blood dripping down his chin. The yellow eyes is the fact that he's wolfy. It's, it's wolf shit. That's, in the books, she sees an actual wolf. I'm going to let it slide. I don't know what the blood running down the chin is about. Could just, just be more wolf shit. More wolf shit. I'm just going to attribute it to wolf shit. So that... Her vision has not changed for Perrin, yeah. is what my final version of it is going to be. The sentiment is there. Yeah. The message played telephone a little bit. Rand is completely different. Rand's holding a baby. Rand's holding a baby. Don't know whose. Don't Just know whose. Baby. It's not his. That baby has dark hair. And I mean, something tells me that the red hair gene is strong. Is strong. 
Okay. I mean, we don't know that it's not his. We don't, but like... I think it's his. I don't know what this means. I have suspicions as to what it means. Uh, I don't know what it means. Can you say any what the suspicions are without spoiling the I, rest of the books? I think it's his child. But like... That's yeah, about I as don't... far as I can go. That's a. That's about as far as I would... Uh, yeah, I like that's... <laughs> that one is a complete change and I don't really understand what it's go where it's going. Yeah. And then we get an extra. So it's new, but it's not yeah. a change because we got no visions for Moraine in yeah. the books and that it's the Emberlin seat in full regalia bringing her down. Yeah, that her lover in the nighttime is going to be her downfall. Curiously, that's the only vision in that sequence that we don't actually see, which does make me think that it's not Swan. Ah. Yeah, that would make sense. If she just said the Amarillo seat in full regalia is going right. to be... Right, and, and again, said, there's the wordplay that was present in the last episode. That the Amarillo seat is going to be your downfall. Yeah, I'm very curious as to that. That could that could potentially represent a big change. It could not. Men's visions don't necessarily have to come true. No, they don't. They, yeah. they could represent potential things or things that would happen unless somebody dies. So we have... I have no idea of what the white flame or the baby means. Yeah. I know what the Ring of Gold is, but that's just because I figured that out from the book, and it's the same vision as in the book. Yeah. I have not yet figured out what the White Flame is. Yeah. We do get told of three extra ones from for Rand. Yes, when he goes back. Rainbows, well, carnivals, and three beautiful women. And then he asks, do you see the eye? And she's like, I wish I didn't. No, so it's true. Four. She does see the eye and, for him. But here's again where we come into like the, the like prophecy wordplay. Do I come back? And it's very, very strongly implied that... Because she says nothing. She says nothing and she gets a look on her face. Yeah. It's like, I thought so. And Randall Thor does not come back from the Eye of the World. The Dragon Reborn comes back from the Eye of the World. Yeah. If anything, you could maybe argue Luz Theron Telamon comes back from the Eye of the World. Well, that is what, what's her name? Lanfear. Lanfear. That's what she calls Rand. That's what she calls Rand. He's, he's the dragon reborn. He's not going to be the same person on the other side. Yeah. You know what I'm excited for when we first meet? Oh, my God. Uh, That's why I want them to do the Great Hunt, because there's so many great moments in the Great Hunt. What's her name before she's Lanfear? Celine. Celine. I'm excited to meet Celine because I am still reeling over that character yeah. reveal, and so I'm going to be excited to watch the little bit of the episode yeah. knowing that she's Lanfear. I'm just going to enjoy having that information this time around, especially if like we're talking to people who don't know. Like... That's. I need to talk to more people who haven't who haven't read, read the, the books. books. Yeah. Even just the even just the two books that I read, because I I like having information that other people don't have. It's fun. Yeah. I can't imagine how much fun you're having with this podcast, just hearing me talk and going like that. Eh, it's fun. You've come I know up with something some, you don't know. You've come up with some very interesting ideas. <laughs> the thing that is going to be interesting is that if my parents do start reading the books. They are going to outread me. Probably, because they won't be doing a podcast on it every two weeks. Yeah. Probably. They're just going to straight read through it. Your parents are going to be worse than my mom at spoilers. No, my mom's actually pretty good at spoilers. Is she? Yeah. We talk about Outlander stuff all the time, and she hasn't spoiled anything for me. Okay. Okay. It's a little harder with the the Wheel of Time, because there's so much. It's so hard to know where things are. But it'll be interesting to see if they outpace you. Yeah. So... I think we just about covered everything in the episode that we want to cover. I think so. I think the only thing that we haven't really even, that we haven't mentioned. We didn't is... talk so much about the ways, but the ways, it's only like 10 minutes of the ways. Yeah. I wish th- I wish there were more. I wish there were a bottle episode in the ways. The bottle episode, it would have been such a good Like character episode. development. Give me character development. We heard, that was when we first heard the Perrin, you killed your wife because you're in love with someone else. Yeah. We heard, we heard Maureen saying like, you're going to kill these people and it's not going to be for heroism. Yeah. We heard Lan being like, you're not going to be able to protect her and you're going to watch her die. She, it's talking about Maureen, but my brain is also like, is it also 90? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I want it to be 90. I don't know for once. (laughs) Because that's new information. New, it's brand new information. I think everyone's like, yeah, that's talking about Moraine. You know how much I would love for if it was actually naive. Yeah. Yep. It's it's about Moraine, though. It's about Moraine. And so, then, yeah, I just wanted to... Nynaeve's was also, like, you're not going to be able to protect yeah. them. Oh, and Nynaeve explodes again. Yeah, Nynaeve explodes. I kind of wish they would not rely on that. <laughs> like, come on, stop. Yeah, that's fair. It was interesting once, it's interesting twice, it won't be interesting a third time. 
Yeah, that's fair. So I, I wanted it to be a bottle episode in the ways. I, I didn't, I liked the stuff we got in the ways. I wanted more of it. Yeah, and so a lot of the other stuff that we got would have been okay in the ways yeah. as a bottle episode. Yeah. But so. we wouldn't have gotten... One small mention, too. I don't like that Lord Agomar was, like, almost outwardly hostile to Moraine. Oh, yeah, we didn't touch on him at all. He's, he's there. He's there. He's kind of hostile towards Moraine until she's like, by the way, Trollocs are traveling through the ways, and he's like, oh, fuck. And he's like... But, like, they're, they're borderlanders. Like, they just kind of, like, welcome Aes Sedai. And they, they wouldn't boast about armies of Trollocs that make Aes Sedai nervous. Like, they'd be like, please help us with these armies of Aes Sedai. They're making us nervous. Yeah, it, just, it did it feel weird. a little bit weird, but we yeah. also met Uno. Yes, and he did. Who I didn't catch at first. I think it's just I didn't picture him as small. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like this is just another person in an eye patch, and he looked too. <laughs> he looked too happy to see anyone. He did, but if he was going to be happy to see anybody, it'd be Land. That's fair. So. Yeah, so we meet we meet some people that we'll see next season. Yeah, and they've been confirmed that it's in. They're in the season yeah so i think we're getting more of the great hunt than i think we should i don't know again i've I've talked about this before it's it's a three episode book with a season finale ending i know it's It's very weird i'll be very interested to see what they do but in the meantime what we should do is our recurring segments yes episode rating because we've done our ship update yeah the ship update is lanny of fox yeah and i don't like the parent of the queen yeah um episode rating i think we talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. The second I episode forgot. brought it down. I think it's a 13 for me. Okay. Some stuff brought it down, but the Land Eve stuff is like a 10 <laughs> billion out of 14. So it raises it way back up. Yeah. I think I think I would have been a 13 on my first watch. My second watch, I think, pulls it down to like an 11.5. The foundational stuff, especially around Rand, is just getting really hard for me to ignore. Yeah. And I think we can move past it now that he's been revealed but like i still i need to see it I, i'm not just trusting that it will exist now yeah because and i kind of agree like i would have liked to see him training with the sword he just keeps carrying around right or like why do we care that rams the dragon yeah yeah i could go on for much longer but i won't favorite moment my favorite moment is probably the blood snow it's definitely the blood snow it's going to be my favorite moment of the series as a whole because you got to see it i got to see the fucking blood snow <laughs> I am going to have an interesting perspective of, well, I I will have seen it by the time I get to the end of the books. So I won't have this like, oh my God, I got to see the blood snow or like, I won't see the blood snow in the books because like I saw it on the show. It's fine. Yeah. You spent 20 years wanting to see the blood snow. The blood snow. We don't even need to ask me what my favorite moment is. The fucking. Yeah. Lynn Eve. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Good. I, I wish they hadn't slept together, but I'll, I'll take it. That's fine. We don't know that they didn't in the book. We don't know that they didn't in the book. It's we true. don't know that they didn't. It, it could have happened. Moraine confirms in book two that Land does indeed fuck. Yes. So it could have, <laughs> it could have happened, and so therefore I am not questioning it yet. Yeah. So next week is the last episode of season one. Yes. I'm a little sad about it. I could use more. It does feel weird that it's going to be the last episode because I want there to be 10. Yeah. It's a nice round number and also they kind of need it. Yeah. So, but yeah, the next episode is episode eight, the season finale, The Eye of the World. So we will see what happens. Rand and Moraine are currently in, going into the blight. Alone. Alone. And the rest of them are probably going to chase after. Yeah, they're probably going to chase after him. So there's going to be more stuff in the blight. Yeah. And we'll see Balsamon. I almost said somebody different. I don't think we're seeing Agador and Balthamel. I think we're just, I think it's just Balsamon. You don't think there's going to be Forsaken? No. So we should end it here. I'm so confused. <laughs> but yeah, we should end it here. Okay. So, bye. Bye.